0: Welcome to The Paleo View. I'm Stacey Toth, best-selling author and co-creator of PaleoParents.com, where we focus on real-life solutions for families seeking help.
1: I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times best-selling author and creator of ThePaleoMom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd.
0: Sarah, let's show this. Let's show the start. Oh, my goodness. I'm not even on book tour or crossing time zones. Let's start the show right and say
1: hello to our listeners. Hello, listeners. I have met so many of you in the last few days, and it's been really fun. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm sorry that I just did that. It took us like multiple takes. And even then, I couldn't pull it together. And I have no excuse <laughs> unlike you.
1: Uh, I am definitely tired. I think it's, um, more the time zone shifts of the trip so far than necessarily just, I mean, it has been like busy days, but I think what I'm feeling right now is just more like straight up jet lag. Um, because I started my tour on the, uh, West coast and spent like five days on the West coast. And then Went straight to the East Coast. And now I'm going to backtrack and go into uh, Central Time for a couple of days and then go back home to Eastern Time Zone. So it wasn't the most um, like logical route for these cities in terms of uh, minimizing jet lag. But it was um, the reason why uh, my book tour was structured this way is because I actually spoke at a medical conference while I was in Boston. So I had to time the uh, Saturday to be in Boston to be able to speak at the International Lyme and Associated Diseases uh, Symposium, which is pretty cool. Interesting. Um, Yeah, it was actually really fun. So it's um, like conventional and functional and integrative doctors. So it's like all different kinds of health professionals that treat Lyme disease. And the conference is really centered around chronic Lyme disease. Um, but I, I was invited, um, by Dr. Sanja Schwag, who, um, is based out of California and, uh, who I sort of interestingly had like recommended people to go, like in that area to go see before, like, you know, he's, he's got a really like solid functional approach to treating Lyme and he's well known as a Lyme disease expert. And he had, um, recruited me to this conference. But then there was, turns out there was like other people that are sort of tangential to the paleosphere. Like Dr. Will Cole was there. Dr. Jade Davidson was there. Um, and so I got, you know, I got to, you know, talk to a lot of different people. And one of the things that I completely wasn't expecting. So I gave a really technical talk on the autoimmune protocol. So I just, I pulled out all of the big words, and didn't explain any of them, which was <laughs> a very different way of talking for me than what I normally do. But it was it was kind of fun because it was like, oh, it's like flashback to to like the the my my olden days of ten years ago when this was my life, um, and uh, and so it was like a thirty minute talk that was just a like here's here's the way that we evaluate the merits of food. So some examples of nutrients that are commonly deficient in a standard American diet. And there are sort of like detailed roles in the immune system, uh, along with like fiber, which is also very deficient in the standard American diet and, um, the implications for the gut microbiome and how that impacts the immune system. And then I went into, uh, you know, compounds that can undermine health. And I went through prolimins in detail, um, and like, crazy levels of (laughs) quite crazy levels of detail, more detail than than in my, my books. Um,
0: if if you're saying it's that level of detail,
1: (laughs) yeah, uh, no, it was, it was fun. Like I, like I, I really enjoyed it. And, um, and then I sort of summarized, like when you take this approach and, and look, you know, look at all potentially problematic compounds and all health promoting nutrients, what you end up with is this, and it's the autoimmune protocol. And then I shared the data from this recent clinical trial It's actually just published this month. I don't know if I've told you this, um, that they um, they took 15 patients with inflammatory bowel disease and um, put them on the autoimmune protocol. They put them on uh, Angie Alt's uh, SAD to AIP and 6 program, and then they had five weeks of maintenance on the autoimmune protocol. And they gave the, the patients, the paleo approach, my first book and, uh, Angie Altamicki, Mickey Trescott's latest book, the autoimmune wellness handbook as their resources. And so they were following the autoimmune protocol, like as defined in the paleo approach and, um, 13 out of the 15, um, finished the trial um, and so after six weeks, 73% of the participants were in full clinical remission and they maintained what? remission throughout the five-week maintenance phase. So, and their various like disease activity scores like improved. That's crazy. I know, isn't that amazing? Um, and what was really neat is like that research has now attracted the attention of other research labs who now want to try this in other autoimmune diseases. So it's a really, really like exciting to just see this like clinical validation of this thing that we all have known for a long time is really amazing, but it's sort of different to pull something together from a ton of bits and pieces that are individually scientifically validated versus take that framework and like put people, you know, through it. And these were all people who had never tried any kind of diet or lifestyle changes. Like the two who dropped out were people who just like, it was too hard and they didn't want to keep doing it. Um, So it was also a really good success rate in terms of, like, people who stuck with it throughout the clinical trial. Um, So I was able to share, like, and end on, like, no, we don't have any data in chronic Lyme disease. Um, But I had sort of started with chronic Lyme, like, the evidence for chronic Lyme disease being an autoimmune disease. Um, And so I was able to wrap up with, like, here's this autoimmune disease um, that we have this, like, really solid clinical evidence for the therapeutic value of the autoimmune protocol. And what I totally wasn't expecting. So uh, there was like question and answers. And there was like, so they had a really neat system that I haven't seen at a medical conference before where people would write their questions on index cards and then they would get brought up to me. And then I would read through the microphone the question and then answer it, which was a really neat way to make sure everyone got to hear the question. So I had probably like four extra index cards that I didn't even get to read of questions. And they were, some of them were like, you know, you mentioned this, uh, you know, you mentioned this g- gene, it does it have to be homozygous, or can it be heterozygous, like really technical questions like that. But some of them were like, I've been AIP for two years, and I'm trying to figure out what a good breakfast smoothie protein is, like questions like we got on the podcast. And then I wasn't expecting it. But I had this like, huge group of people that like followed me out of the ballroom, <laughs> at the conference hotel, to like, ask me more questions afterwards. And I kind of felt like, I had expected to go into this medical conference as a, like, who's this, like, schmuck, <laughs> like, blogger talking at our conference? But, um, but like, it was, um, uh, you know, I was, I was an expert, and I, and I spoke at this conference, and it really engaged people, and um, it, it was such a neat feeling for me to be able to, like, it was this, like, amazing blend of my old life, of medical research and speaking at medical conferences and going to workshops and things like that. And then this new life of, uh, writing about research instead of doing it. And, um, you know, I, I typically, you know, think of myself as a science translator and, you know, I think of myself as more like an educator, but I got to sort of like merge these two worlds together in this like really neat way. Um, So it was a super, it was like super fun. And then I went straight from the conference to my book signing in Boston. So I've done, um, I've been to four cities out of the seven. And by the time this podcast goes live, I'll, I'll be done my book tour. Um, but it's been uh, such amazing groups of people. And in every single city, there's been like multiple people who are like, I've listened to all of your podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, I found your podcast uh, three months ago and I've binge listened to everything. Did you one. say
0: if Stacy was here she would tell you I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> I just apologize straight up. I didn't even I didn't even credit apology. I'm like I'm sorry they're not all good. I'm I really especially apologize for those like four in a row that we were both like in really bad places and we were super grumpy <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah um, but I, I just I think that's it's been really fun. It's been really fun to, um, meet, uh, meet new people, um, see people in their hometown that I've met before at conferences, um, which is always really fun because I look at someone and I'm like, Oh, we met at blah, 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 blah. And, um, and that's always been really like, um, there was a, a woman in, in Boston yesterday who I'd had like a really long, like, um, conversation with at PaleoFX, and like we had really connected at PaleoFX. So when I saw her, I was like, Oh my gosh, I know you! Like it was such a neat, neat feeling. And it's um, one of those fun things about being a um, blogger, sort of public figure y kind of person is, and I know you've experienced this too, is we end up developing relationships with you know, people who, who start off as like followers and they, they sort of like morph into friends because we end up connecting with them at events or we end up connecting with them so much online. Like there's certain people who I've become friends with just, just because of the amazingness of Instagram. Like, and it's such a neat, it's such a different way to meet people. It's such a neat way to meet people and to meet really compatible, like like like-minded people. Um, So I'm really, I'm just like the social aspect of this tour has been so much fun for me. Like even just tonight, um, I just finished an event in long Island and I got chatting with, you know, it was like the last person in line. And I always, you know, give a special thank you to the last person in line, because I always feel like it's, it takes a special personality to be the last in line and to be the person who's totally patient to wait however long it takes. And we just kept talking and talking and talking. And so we kept talking while I was signing all the copies for the store. And then we kept talking, there was, um, a California kitchen, like just around the corner. So we walked to the California kitchen and I got myself a meal to go to take back to my hotel room. And then she just offered to drive me home. And I was like, at that point I was like, yep, I totally feel like I know you like, this is great. And like, I literally like found her email in the RSVP list to email her, and just say, like, I really enjoyed hanging out with you. Like, it's, to me, this is, it's such a, um, it's such, like, a fun, and I never think about this aspect of a book tour as I'm planning it, like, this social aspect, but now that I'm, like, partway through, I've been really enjoying it. It's just been really fun to meet so many different people and hear their stories um, and hear, you know, like, hear how um, my work um, and the work of other uh, leaders in the Pale community have changed their lives and at least fifty people have told me to say hi and I don't remember all their names. <laughs> so hi from all of the people who said <laughs> say hi to Stacy and I'm sorry Stacy's not here. Everyone expects us to go on book tour together now all the time. <laughs>
0: I think that they think we might be Siamese twins. I mean I can think of living things. in different states. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well um, hello everybody who said hi to me sorry i couldn't meet you i i love that you you know i'm not an extrovert but meeting and connecting with our audience is honestly what keeps us going on this podcast like knowing that the audience is there and um it's what brings us back because there's plenty of times that we've each been like No, (laughs) you know, like it's difficult, or I just want a break, or we really don't have time for
1: this. Well, there's there's times where life is just crazy town. Yep, like today
0: for you, like you literally (laughs) were like, I have to do this book signing. I don't know when I'll be done, and then I have to get food, and then I have to, you know, get onto the Wi-Fi at the hotel. And it is for you, our listeners, because and my
1: my food is sitting beside me uneaten so far too. (laughs) I was like. I know we're just doing a check-in show. I think it'd be better instead of me like wolfing it down now for me to eat afterwards. Um, but, uh, but yes, I mean, you're exactly right. It is that bond with our listeners. And, you know, I feel that bond so much more when I'm actually meeting listeners in person, whether it's at a book signing or at a conference or like bumping into someone at the farmer's market. Um, and it really is like, I've, I've had more than one person, say to me like I feel I know you so well I feel like we're best friends and I can't think of a better compliment honestly um you know I kind of have to admit like well I don't actually know you but I bet you're right that we would be best friends let's talk <laughs> but like um cuz I have a podcast that I listen to where I totally think if I could meet like the host that we would totally be besties so I totally get it <laughs> he would probably think it was like totally weird if I introduced myself to him that way. So I, I just love that our listeners are comfortable sharing that with us at, in person in signings. And I love that they feel that way because I really do. I feel, I feel when somebody comes up to me at a signing and says, I listen to all your podcasts, I like instantly feel that bond back. Like it's a, um, I know, you know, this much about me because of how much we share on this podcast. And so, and you still like me, therefore you must be a great person. It's kind of an interesting, like, I, I always, I always love, I always love meeting. Uh, I mean, I love meeting everybody, but, uh, giving everybody hugs, but, oh, there was multiple, multiple people who gave me a hug for you. So, um, I will
0: have, you know, that I hugged a long time follower today and I like, I offered the hug. I did, um, so
1: proud of you! I know
0: it was. It's actually like a new member of the beauty counter team who happens to be here locally, and so we did an event together. And it was the exact same thing, like you described. Like we hung out all day, and that could go terribly awry with a stranger like, <laughs> sitting side by side talking for five or six hours. It is it was, a bit of a gamble. It is, but yeah. it was exactly you know, like almost every time I meet someone who has read the blog or listened to the podcast or whatever it is. Like, it's just wonderful to connect with them because they know you and they can, um, connect with you in that way. And then you get to discover them. And anyway, it's, it, it was wonderful. But the whole point was to say that I, like I had this moment where I was like, I want to hug this person. (laughs) Like It's not like, Oh, okay. This, I can do this. It was like, (laughs) I offered the hug. So, um, for those of you who are listening, who think maybe someday we might be in the same room and you might want to hug there. There's hope for you. There, it it could
1: happen. There's...
0: I feel like such a brat. I, I totally happily hug people. It's just not my, it's not my comfort zone. Like it's not my instinct to reach out and do that to someone. But when it, you know, when, when it matters to somebody else, I'm like, absolutely. No, nope. you know, like, no yeah. Problem.
1: No, I mean, and this is why I kind of, I like teasing you about it because I know that you actually like at events do hug people and that you're like, you you, like joke that you're like this like standoffish, like don't touch me person, but you're totally not. You're totally like a warm huggy like person. But I think what's, what you're trying to say by saying like, you're not a hugger is more exactly what you just said, that it's, it's not necessarily your first instinct, but when it's there and and someone wants a hug, like there's there's a and you're a great hugger. You give really good hugs. No, so you do. You totally do.
0: All right. Well, I know that you have dinner to eat, and um, I have already given you yet another scientific item to add to your list. So
1: can you I'm just- gonna need I'm gonna need an itemized list now because I have it's lost too track much. of I all of the things. So, yeah. if you could just
0: hurry up with your book tour, so that we can get <laughs> back to answering all of my questions for the podcast, that'd be great.
1: Uh, fine. Oh, hey, um, because this podcast is going to go live Friday, mm-hmm. right? For for like Thursday evening, probably for subscribers, and like Friday for everyone else. I just have one more thing to say. It's my birthday. Woohoo! It's my birthday.
0: Do, do, do. And you are a lovely thirty-seven this year.
1: I keep turning 37 every year, (laughs) fourth year in a row. It's the best, best age. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be 41 on Friday.
0: Well, I probably will talk to you,
1: but happy birthday, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah. I will be exhausted back from book tour. So I'm planning a nap.
0: What a wonderful gift to give to yourself that your book launched, people love it. You got to meet your audience. Like it's such a special time. So enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I will. I, I definitely am. And, um, I, I do want to, if for, for, our, for our, for our family, friend, listener people, I don't know what to call them now. Cause I feel so, I feel so bonded with everybody. I, I need like some special, some special adjectives other than just listeners. Um, but I do want to encourage. Uh, Everyone, all of our listeners, if you uh, have bought a copy of Paleo Principles and you are enjoying it, to please take some time to go on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com and write a review. Um, it, your reviews help; like the algorithms on those websites, they will show a book that has more reviews and especially recent reviews on the you-might-also-like lists and the customer-also-bought lists, so they'll be featured in various lists. And so that means that your review actually helps the visibility of the book and it helps people who are sort of perusing, looking for answers, maybe find it and um, hopefully decide to get it instead of whatever else they were going to get. But, you know, that goes for all of our books. So if you have any of my books, any of Paleo Parents' books, and you haven't written a review for, for any of them yet, like go, go take a moment and go write a review. It's a tremendous way to help us and support us. And it doesn't, you know, it's just a few minutes. It doesn't have to be a long, you know, essay. It can be a couple of sentences. Um, And it's, it's really, it's really super helpful. So I just kind of wanted to, to make a little reminder. We often talk about rating the the podcast I kind of wanted to just remind everyone there's this other whole thing that we do, these books that we've written, um, that could also use a little love. So thanks in advance.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you Sarah for making time and thank you listeners for tuning in. We promise that we will have more science for you and just remind you that sarah did some pretty hefty science before she got on the road for the book tour so hopefully (laughs) have patience with us while she's gone uh but we'll be back again next week and it won't be a check-in and sarah will be 37 again and yeah great
1: (laughs) (laughs) if you enjoyed the show please take a moment to rate us on itunes You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal.
0: You sound good. Just talk for a second so I can just make sure. Talk for a second. Do, 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 do. Talking, talking. Yep. We're good.
1: We're good. I got it. I could have said like testing one, two, three. No. That's so boring.
0: No, your little jazzy song is, is so infinitely better. (laughs) what time is it for you in your head
1: uh in my my head has no freaking clue what time it is my head is so confused i think while i was on the west coast i adjusted to hawaii time (laughs) so like now that i'm back on the east coast i think i think like maybe i'm like maybe my head's in like germany i don't know (laughs) i just know that i'm tired and i've been like by the time i go to bed every night i'm like so like i'm just like passing out but then it's like so hard to get myself out of bed in the morning um and uh yeah and i I mean but my days have just been like so busy and like fun-filled and packed and then i had like a couple little work projects that i thought oh you know save this for the trip, so I can do them on the airplanes and whatever. And I'm having such a hard time finding the energy to do them. So, you know, it's all good. It's like a normal book tour, you know.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I feel like I might have known that feeling before.
1: <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old.